This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, Hooligans. It's another edition of the Unreasonable Odds Podcast. Steve Buchanan with my handsome co-host, Julian Edlow. Got another jam-packed show to be talking about here, but let's start off with something exciting, all right? Something very exciting. There's a big giveaway going on on Twitter right now. Thanks to, you know, Julian and myself, all right? If you have anybody you want to thank, you know, you can thank Johnny Avello too. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So, but mm-hmm. we're going to refund some losing bets. So if you've got oh, a bad oh, oh. bet, uh, yeah, exactly. I thought you were calling me a name. We're gonna be co- we're no, gonna be. Re- I'm I'm the Santa I'm the Santa Claus of sports betting. What am I, Krampus? You're you like one of my elves or something. Is. You don't know what Krampus is. That's a pop culture thing. Um, so, <laughs> right. so what you gotta do is go on Twitter, the DraftKings Sportsbook. Put the tweet out, but you can also find it on Unreasonable Odds Twitter. That uh, at Unreasonable Odd. I know you guys are already following it, so it should be easy. Go on there, make sure you're following both accounts, and then post a screenshot of some losing bets that you have. Julian and I are personally going through these replies. We're already picking out some. We're going to add them, and we're going to refund some of your bets. We'll send you a free bet to your account. Hopefully, right your wrongs here in the month of December. So in the holiday spirit, we're going to give away some free bets. Make sure to go do that at UnreasonableOdd at DraftKings Sportsbook, whatever their handle is. I don't know, DK Sportsbook, whatever it is. Not as important. I'll tell you what's important. At Unreasonable Odd, at Cannon 24 at Julian Edlow. Those are the important ones. DraftKings Sportsbook, they have enough followers. Like, you know, l- let us get a little bit in there too. So make sure to go do that. Speaking of winning and losing bets, so let's get right to cash or no trash. Okay. Start off with probably one of the bigger sweats that I've had all season long. I had Tampa Bay. Had him a three and a half. Wasn't, wasn't thrilled about it. Wanted to get him a three. Didn't get it. Had it a three and a half. Easy peasy through the first half. Had a couple snacks. Wasn't worried about it. Second what half. Snacks? What kind of snacks? Nachos. Mm. Nachos. That's, with, that's a pretty heavy snack, Steve. Well, it's NFL Sunday. Nachos with banana peppers, by the way. You got to have the banana peppers on there. And some olives. I'm a huge banana pepper guy on pizza, sandwiches, um, anything. Black olives, you got to put those on there too. Yep. Great. Yeah, see, good. And then the second half starts in a completely different game. Really, I let me take that back. Really more of like the end of the third quarter to the fourth quarter. Completely right. different game. Um, I thought the Buccaneers almost blew it. Almost blew it. Josh Allen, you know what? You want to give him crap or whatever? He's a quarterback, man. He is an absolute athlete. He's a he's a he just carried that team really in the second half there, almost pulled out a win. Buccaneers end up prevailing, but that was probably like the ugliest win I've had all season long. Obviously, Tom Brady at the end doing what he does to give the Buccaneers a victory, but really hard fought loss for the Bills. But I wasn't upset about it because it cashed a minus three and a half. So it was ugly. The Buccaneers end up taking away at minus three and a half. Very good job. Um, I had a small play. 
less than a unit that I added into my best bets article um, of Tampa at minus three, minus 120. I got it before the move. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to push that at the end on a, on a uh, loss in overtime or even lose it in overtime. So that was a nice little win. Um, the big cash, it was obviously the Browns. I, that was the one spot that I looked at and really liked on the board this week. Um, they went up whatever, 24 nothing was it? Yep. And I was like, I knew this was a smash spot. And then, wow, a lot happened. Um, <laughs> Ravens cover the game. Yeah. So hopefully you got it early like me, got the minus 130 money line. I played it early as a pick em. It, That was the price. Once that got to two or more, you're pushing or losing. So sorry if you were late. Um, it's one of the occasions, you know, some people wake up on Sunday and bet NFL. I like to do it early in the week, as you'll see when we come back after odds are with Johnny Bello. My bets this week are in. Um, I love the week 15 board. Um, so, yeah, Browns money line was a cash. Bucks were a cash. Played some Falcons live um, that cashed and had a perfect 3-0 and week going into Sunday night football when I gave away my perfect week, which leads us into our trash it segment. Um, I thought the Bucks were going to throttle the Bears. I, or, sorry, the Packers were going to throttle the Bears. Um they did. They won by 15 and covered and were up 18 late. They dominated the second half. But of course, I played the first half. Uh, lost the <laughs> unit there for my only loss of the week. Um, Jakeem Grant is to uh, is to, you know, cost me for that. If you had Packers first half uh, and you took it from me, maybe tweet it at us and maybe I'll refund you um, oh. and just shove it right in Jakeem Grant's face. Um, but yeah, Packers get it done in in the end. Uh, in, a, in a pretty wild game. Most big favorites covered, like Chiefs cover big, Packers cover big, um, Denver, Chargers. Yeah. Big favorites covered, and that's something we'll, uh, we'll obviously talk about with Johnny. And was there ever a scenario this season that you can remember, at least for me, a faster bet than I made than Packers live line when they went up uh, down 10 nothing? <clears throat> See, I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, I know. I Like the Packers – at halftime, we're minus two for the game. Wow. And I was staring at it. Truth be told, I had, I had a, a square parlay that I didn't put on Twitter. Um, I just parlayed the money line of those four teams I mentioned for like plus 110 or something. And it all came down to the Packers. So I already had the Packers plus 110 on the money line. I didn't want to make my winning week worse than it had to be. Um, should have taken the I mean, or just Packers third quarter, any of it. Like that was, that was a spot. The Bears were getting those points on – Shaquem Grant just pulling those big plays out of nowhere. Uh, for a trash hit for me, uh, I was on the Bengals immediately. Bengals were originally opened up as favorites, yeah. ended up going to underdogs, and it ended up playing out that way. It was it was heartbreaking because George Kittle is probably the most annoying player to <clears throat> watch when you're betting against the 49ers. Dude just doesn't miss. You can't miss turning his body to, to, to get first downs, like twisting in ways that should not be able to twist for a man of his size and stature. I, the, the, he's unbelievable. So it's so frustrating to watch that when you're betting, when you're betting, you know, against him, but Holy crap, is he, is he something else? The performance he put in against the Bengals um, is the sole reason the 49ers won that game. So uh, obviously having the Bengals as minus two over the 49ers did not work out. If you got them at plus two, didn't work out either. So it was just, it never was a winning bet to begin with, but at least looking at how both of these teams performed 
um, coming into this one, I thought the Bengals were the better team against the 49ers. They may still be the better team than the 49ers, but just didn't play out that way in week 14. All right. Well, that was the stay away spot for me. And that's pretty much why coin flip, literal coin flip game. Um, <clears throat> all right. You want to take us into our next segment, Steve, do some work around here. Yeah. So we talked about a lot of the favorites covering last week in week 14. We're going to talk to Johnny about that. Hopefully he's in his normal office. I don't know. They'll cut the favorites did so well. We don't know where Johnny's going to be for this segment. So we're about to find out Let's coming to in- you from the streets, right? <laughs> Let's bring in Johnny Avella for odds are. All right, everybody, you heard the music. That only means one thing. If you're watching on YouTube, you see we've expanded to a three-man booth. Odds are with Johnny Avello, we're welcoming in the man himself. Johnny, how are we doing? Really well, thank you, guys. Are we doing really well? Because I would like (laughs) to point out that in week 14, entering Monday Night Football, favorites 11-2. and The Rams do come through as a dog outright on Monday night football in a really good game and overs entering Monday night football, nine, three, and one. Um, We've had a couple of weeks this year that have been really good for the book, really bad for the book. Um, I'm assuming this one kind of, kind of takes the cake. What, what were some of the games that, uh, that hurt DK Sportsbook the most? Well, first of all, guys, uh, hats off to the, uh, the customers and and users that, you know, played the right size this week, had a big week. I mean, it just happens. And, you know, we're, we're prepared for it. And, um, you know, we move on. It, it sure wasn't pretty. Uh, the Packers and the Bucks were the biggest handles. And they also ended up to be the biggest losses. Giants, Chargers, Jags, Titans, and Saints, Jets. Those games weren't too far behind. So um, big week for the, for the players, for the, uh, the betters. So I'm looking at I'm looking at your wall. It doesn't look like anything's been sold. So at least we're still in a, in a good position here. But on the flip side, did any of the outcomes at least help the book a little bit from what was a really tough uh, tough week fourteen? Oh yes, Steve. Uh, the the Ravens Browns. We broke out even on that game, so that was a big win for us. Uh, the four, I gave the, out Johnny. I gave out uh, Browns money line early in the week. It was a pick. It went to like minus 120, minus 130, gave it out early, tried to tell people. That's right. Sometimes it pays to Steve do that. Steve didn't believe me. He liked the Ravens. <laughs> well, the 49ers Bengals were, that was another small loss. Uh, all others were somewhat diminished compared to those top ones, but we were in the red on, on pretty much every game. <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's look at week 15 really quick. Um it's kind of more of the same. Uh, last I looked, we had six teams favored by eight and a half or more. Four of them were home teams. Um, but there are some closer point spreads that, that jump out too. We've talked a ton of Patriots on this show. Um, Road Dogs, big Saturday night primetime game in India. Colts team that on their bye week jumped into the playoff picture. Um, and we'll see how they, they do on Saturday night. Steelers shrinking home dogs to Tennessee. I think that's a wrong team favored kind of situation. We'll see what you have to say there. Which week 15 games have taken the most early money? Well, let's mention those teams you just mentioned. The Pats did open a one-point favorite. Uh, now the early money has been on the Colts. This this does appear to be a good spot for the Colts, who are winners at their last five. And, um, and the Patriots sure did not want a bye week the way things have been going. Uh, Titans, loser of the last – Two of their uh, last three opened up two and a half, now down to two. 
And so this is the Steelers' last shot to stay in the playoff contention. Um, most early bet games so far, uh, Dolphins minus seven, eight and a half. Dolphins with five straight wins. Uh, the 49ers are certainly getting some love playing the Falcons in San Francisco. That game went from seven and a half to nine and a half. And then the Bengals on the road opened a three-point favorite. And the Broncos are now the choice at minus two. And then to follow up on that, which week 15 games do you expect to move the most by kick? Uh, just looking at this, that that Ravens-Packers game was a big move, obviously, with the Lamar Jackson injury. Uh, you could have got that at minus two um, earlier last week, and now it's all the way to, to five. So, And it was even up to seven. That, so, touched, um, seven, that touched seven, too. Rodgers yep. got uh, aggravated the toe. Yep. Um, so which ones do you expect to move most by kickoff? Well, that game uh, is a move because of injury, a move that may move, you know, just get played uh, in general. And with a, uh, with a couple injuries that we've known about would be the Bills. I think they're going to get a really big push this week. They open nine and a half. It's ten and a half. You know, McCaffrey's no longer around for the season. Darnell's out. And uh, this line's just going to continue to keep moving north. Um, now, with that being said, Allen has a sprained foot. And I think he'll play. But if Mitchell uh, Trubisky plays, this line's <laughs> line going south. Play the under as soon as you can right. uh, if Josh Allen is out. Um, all right, let's talk about kind of the unique schedule change to wrap up the regular season here because we've got two primetime Saturday games. Uh, Vegas at Cleveland in the afternoon window. Pats and Colts to uh, take us home at night. What is the handle kind of like on these Saturday games, especially early on when the bowl games are kind of the, the smaller schools? Um, and assuming that these are more handled, how much more handle do you expect than uh, just kind of a regular, say, 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff on a Sunday? It makes a big difference when the games are isolated. You know, you have when you have more games, the money gets spread out. Um, these games are going to probably triple, quadruple in handle. Yeah. Um, you know, Raiders aren't really in the playoff picture, but, you know, they're, they're a fan magnet. Um, you know, people like the Raiders. They like to, to watch them. They like to bet on them. Then the Browns certainly have their following, too. So that should be a pretty good bet game. Pats, Colts, that's just a solid and well-positioned game. So, uh, you know, I think that'll be the largest handle of the day, but both should do real well. And then we've talked about some Mac Jones and his minus 500 offensive rookie player um, uh, of the year in the past week. But let's talk about defensive rookie of the year. Uh, this one looks like it's over. It's week 14 confirmed it. Uh, Parsons is now minus 10,000 in a shoe in there. What's the liability looking like on him with before the season began? I believe he was plus 600 in that. So what's it looking like on Parsons and what's basically uh, over for that category? And I didn't even really quick before you answer that, Johnny, I didn't even realize this until this morning when I looked over, I think Parsons is now plus 400 to win defensive player of the year. Um, just outright. I didn't even know he soared up the board that much. Well, you know, he's, he's in the conversation when you talk about the, the big pass rushers and, but you know, to win defensive player, I don't know, but wow, what a season for this 22 year old pass rusher. Uh, the decision is really not too lopsided. Uh, there were some that got some of the early plus, but the traders keep making those adjustments each week, uh, whether there's money, not money being bet or not. That's their job, you know, because, 
you can't give away too much value. You just can't leave it at a spot where it's just constant plus. So um, there are adjustments made. We do have a slight loss. Um, and man, I just can't say enough about this kid. His numbers are just outstanding. Um, all right. So let's talk about the MVP handle and how that's shaping up. Uh, Tom Brady kind of shrinking slowly over the course of the season. I believe he was plus 175. Now he throws a game-winning touchdown to beat the Bills in overtime, and you got to lay juice on Tom Brady for MVP. Um, how is the handle shaping up overall? How is the handle shaping up on Brady? But the GOAT is seeing action. He's now minus 175. Oh um, and, and that's an adjustment after Kyler Murray had no TD passes and a couple of picks last night. Um, yep. I wouldn't count Aaron Rodgers out just yet. You know, he's only got four interceptions for the whole year. He's got a higher quarterback rating than TB. So, um, and remember the move he made last year that was right about this time. One of the amazing reasons we love DraftKings Sportsbook is some of the unique markets that we offer. Uh, two of those markets are which team gets the number one seed in each conference and which team lands the wild card siege, uh, seeds in each conference. What's the handle and liability looking like on those markets specifically? Handle's been real strong on those markets. Uh, it looks like the Chiefs, Pats, and Titans are your top contenders. Now, the Pats have been played some, and the Bills actually, who took some money, have fallen back in the pack to 35 to 1. They've fallen on hard times the last few weeks. Uh, there are eight or nine teams that still have a chance in the NFC, uh, you know, still have a chance in the AFC. In the NFC, not so much the Bucks, who've taken most of the money. They're now to minus 120, the top choice. Uh, the Packs, the Pack and the Cards are following them. Cowboys and Rams are some, you know, the outsiders. Uh, Rams, I know, took some money early. And the wild, wild card, you talked about that. That's also been a good right because 25 NFL teams are still in the hunt. Um, there is some liability on both the 49ers and the Rams on that particular market. Mm. All right. Finally, getting out of NFL. Um, bowl season kicks off, of course, on Friday afternoon noon on the east coast breakfast time for you out in vegas johnny with uh the bahamas bowl always a favorite of mine because it means bowls are here um so i asked you about it last week but this is kind of a week by week process with the game so far out so much move so many kids go and get ready for the nfl draft um and we've already seen some of that um and a lot of games really move what are some of the most significant movers in the upcoming bowl games uh over the past week since we last spoke uh, and you're, 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 you talk about, Julian, these games starting Friday. I mean, these are not your teams that, you know, you would normally watch uh, right. weekly basis in college football. But since these games are also isolated, uh, you, you know, they're going to tune in, they're going to bet them. In Friday night's Cure Bowl in, in, in Orlando, Coastal Carolina is seeing the majority of the action on, in that one versus Northern Illinois. On Saturday... A couple of three-letter teams playing each other. UAB's taking some action versus uh, BYU. Um, and this is the other interesting one, is that Liberty is a choice over Eastern Michigan. I think the thought process here, and you just mentioned it, that there uh, might – Malik uh, Willis, the quarterback for Liberty, he's going to try to improve his draft status with a good game. And so the betters kind of 
uh, get a take on that and maybe that, you know, take a, take a shot with a team like that, that, that game has moved from seven to eight and a half. Wow. All right. Well, that's the flip side that I didn't mention. We have a lot of kids sitting. I did not mention kids from smaller schools playing to try and uh, improve their status from smaller schools. I, I like that take right there. Um, all right. That is it for odds are with Johnny Avello another week. Um, as you may see, we're, we're giving away, not giving away. We are refunding some lost bets from the unreasonable odds, Twitter handle, um, because it's the holiday season. It says from Steve and I, but uh, as Johnny's just learning now on the air, he'll, he'll be uh, giving away or refunding some, some losing bets for the holiday season. Um, so I wanted to bring that up while you were here so that the listeners can also thank you uh, for their refunds. Thank you guys. I, I'm glad to be part of giving away money. I mean, that always makes, always improves my status. We saw that wad in New Jersey. We know you guys. Yes, it's there. He, he's got it. He's good for it, guys. Don't worry. Um, all right. That is it for Odds Are with Johnny Avello. Um, we'll be back after this, and we'll be back next week with Johnny uh, for another segment of Odds Are. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, guys. All right, as always, thanks to Johnny Avello for joining us for Odds Are. Always good to get some insight into the book, and that's exactly what he brings. Let's give an early look to this week's board. A uh, little bit of a funky schedule, getting near the end of the year, so now we start uh, integrating some Saturday games. How do you feel about Saturday? I don't like the Saturday. Do you like Saturday games? I don't like the I have, Saturday games. I have action on both Saturday games. I'm not talking about action. I'm just talking about games on Saturday in general. Do you like when the games are on Saturday? I don't. Oh, 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 yeah. Especially when there's a lack of college football because you don't you don't even watch college football to begin with. I don't know yeah, what so you do matter. all Saturday. Just twiddle your fingers, and now we finally get NFL and you don't like it. I don't know. Like, I'm pumped for a Saturday night Pats-Colts games. Now, full disclosure, we're Patriots fans, but um, right. that's a good game no matter who you are. No, for sure. So we got games <laughs> – Thursday night, Chiefs at Chargers. Really interesting game there, division uh, division game right there. Uh, two games on Saturday, and then your normal state of games on Sunday as well. And then the Monday night game this week, Vikings at Bears. I don't know why Bears keep going in primetime, but whatever. Um, so where do you want to start here? Because obviously there's multiple days that we can begin with. Um, if you want to talk a Thursday, Saturday, you said you really like the board. Uh, lead us off. Where do you want to start here? I do. And I put everything on Twitter at Julian Edlow on Monday because I thought some stuff might move. Yes. And I knew by the, I wanted those to lock those numbers in and then give analysis in my best bets article. So hopefully some of you guys are already on these. Um, <clears throat> first one was the Chiefs minus three at minus 115. It's touched four. Now it's three and a half minus 110 as we record on Tuesday afternoon. Um, Look, the Chargers are fine, and they're at home. I don't really care about them being at home because it doesn't matter for them. Um, Chiefs lost at Arrowhead earlier in the season, revenge spot. Chiefs are just rolling right now. Like, they have it back. The offensive line is clicking. The defense is clicking. And Mahomes is Mahomes. Um, so I just I just like the Chiefs in general to finish this season really strong, the regular season at least really strong. We have them, as we gave out on this podcast and in my Best Bets article, Right before that Dallas game, Chiefs division was a pick 'em. Chiefs minus 110, and then the field. Um, we have Kansas City to win the division. This is a huge game for that. So I'm not going too overweight on this game, but um, I like the Chargers have been all over the place. So we're going to give yeah. them credit for smashing the Giants and Mike Glennon. Um, the Chiefs have done more, the Chiefs wins have more substance in my mind lately. And I think we're going to see that play out on Thursday night, even though it's a short week on the road. 
And of course, the Chargers are dealing with a multitude of, uh, of issues like with COVID issues and all that with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. So there's that. To and, the, and the offensive well. line, Slater. Yep. First so round pick. So a lot of issues with the uh, with the Chargers in that sense. And the Chiefs, quite frankly, they've been really strong against a run lately. So if they can, if they're able to contain Austin Eckler, Eckler, Eckler's hurt. Yep. So, you know, if it's containing Austin Eckler or, or Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson, whatever it is, they've been strong against the run. So if that's forcing Justin Herbert to throw the ball more, you know, what is going to be his arsenal coming into this game? Will he have Keenan Allen back? Is Mike Williams going to be ready to go? Is, you know, is it going to be Palmer Guyton? There's a lot of question marks for the Chargers and not on the other team who's rolling right now. So Chiefs minus three and a half. Um, couldn't agree more with that sense there. My only you know, question is, and you brought this up, is the Chiefs are all, excuse me, the Chargers are all over the place. So it gives you some. They could have a ceiling game for sure. Of course, of course. And, you know, this would be, you know, in, in a very important game for more so the Chargers than the Chiefs. Um, you know, which side are you going to get here? I'll be interested to see where this touches well, uh, come it, Thursday. Go ahead. Well, it also, it also depends. Like, they're not going to have the advantage of seeing the Patriots play yet on Saturday night. They need to win. The one seed in the AFC is huge. It's the only buy. Um, yeah. That's crucial. So, like, I, I would make the argument it's just as important to Kansas City, who's a real Super Bowl threat, whereas the Chargers are just trying to make the playoffs. Yep. So we'll touch more on this game on the Thursday part, of, of course, but I'm with you there, minus three and a half for the Chiefs. Let's move to Saturday real quick. I know you like this Patriots game. Uh, rare spot, um, you know, for the Patriots as underdogs, at least as of late. Patriots were, you know, underdogs early in the season. They were able to cover in those games. Now they're two and a half point dogs to the Colts on the road. Obviously, they're coming off the bye to the Patriots had one of the uh, latest. Both, buys team, in- both teams are off the bye. Yep. Uh, one of the latest buys in NFL history because of the extended week here. Um, you're on the side of the Patriots, not just because you're a homer, because you truly feel the Patriots are going to uh, take this game. I mean, we bet them every week, and now they're up to two and a half. I put them out at two and 110 money line. Now it's plus 120 money line. I still like it. Get in. If this goes to three, I might have to get back in. Um, yeah. <clears throat> look, the Patriots showed nothing. They well, First of all, they won and covered his road dogs last week in prime time on Monday Night Football um, and showed nothing on tape. They just ran the ball. And now the Colts defenders are already saying, you know, we're going to make Mac Jones beat us, show us who he is. They're one-dimensional. We're going to stuff the run. The Patriots aren't one dimensional. Who knows if that's talk or not? But like if if Indy sells out on the run, yep. now you're in a dome with Mac Jones off the bye. The Patriots are going to have passing plays for this game ready to go. Um, so, I, you know, the Colts are fine. They're having a good year. They can certainly run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. We'll see if the Patriots can stop it. Um, <clears throat> but I, I just think the Patriots are the better team. It's a tough road game. But it is off the bye with a lot of time to prep, which you can say for both teams. But the rookie quarterback is going to be a key in this game. And the extra time, I think, benefits him more. Um, so, yeah, Pat, Pat's there for me. Um, I, love, for you. I love using the Patriots as a, uh, a, a teaser piece. Of Use piece them up to eight and a half. Yeah. yeah, eight and a half. Love that number. Absolutely love that number. Um, that is something I'm going to be using for sure, to getting into some of the Sunday plays that we'll, we can quickly touch upon. I just worry about what Jonathan Taylor can do to this run defense. We just talked two weeks ago, the Titans go for 246 rushing yards on 34 attempts against this Patriots team. Um, You know, teams that run the ball well 
have run the ball well against the Patriots teams like, um, you know, the Cowboys teams like the Chargers, 154 uh, rushing yards for the Chargers against the Patriots. Those are the type of teams that like to run. And we know Indy is going to be able to do that. So there is some concern there. I probably am also interested in the under while I'm talking about this too, as well at 45 and a half, uh, the Patriots have not been a team that's been hitting the over uh, at a consistent rate. And then if we're talking about if the Colts are going to be trying to run the ball as much as they are 45 and a half feels like a nice number to take the under on that. Any, any thoughts on that? Or do you want to move over to Sunday? Um, I don't mind it. I'm just afraid that it could turn into a pass heavy game with both teams trying to stop the, the run. Yep. Um, but we're not going to move to Sunday because there's another Saturday game. Um, oh, okay. And, you want to talk about Raiders Browns? Yep. Go ahead. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck happened because since we started this podcast, the Browns have moved from six point home favorites to four and a half, but I see no, Oh, you're right. Yeah. I see nothing what? from any of the prominent reporters about any Browns COVID situation, any Mayfield injury because Mayfield did get hurt briefly, but then came back yeah. against the Ravens. <clears throat> Yeah, this happened uh, uh, four minutes ago. It says in the DraftKings Sportsbook this moved to four and a half. What? And there's wow. nothing. There's no. There's no prominent report out there. So maybe one. Nothing that. To- nothing that we know. <laughs> At least that's where to record this. Yeah. Something happened, but I don't care. I don't. I mean, unless Mayfield's out, I guess. But even then, um, man. Like the Ra- the Raiders are done. The Raiders stink. I think they're gonna lose this game. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't lay any points here, but what I did do, it was a decent teaser spot at six, but I wrote it up as a money line parlay because the odds worked better for me. Brown's money line, and then you go to Sunday, Dolphins money line. Dolphins money line has moved, but with the better value on the Browns now, this yep. still works. So a Browns Dolphins money line parlay is minus one fourteen. Um I don't know what the heck is going on with the Browns, but I'm pretty confident unless they have like multiple key spots down with, with injury or COVID that they're yep. going to beat the Raiders at home on, on Saturday. Um, so yeah, this one takes you from Saturday to, to Sunday, but the Dolphins are rolling. They host the Jets, not too scared there. Um, let's see. What did our producer Samir just send us? There we go. The Cleveland Browns This is from Fox 28 Columbus. The Cleveland Browns were placed it enhanced COVID-19 protocols following some new positive cases that could impact players who is, misspelling, available to play in, I think, unless I'm wrong, I'm an idiot, available to play in Saturday's game against Las Vegas. There you go. There you go. Cool. Um, so hold off on that until the news. I already locked <laughs> it in um, because I liked the board a lot. But, yeah, let's see what's going on with the rounds. I don't – I mean, shorter numbers probably probably better. A lot of these teams with the number moving against them have done just fine this season. Yeah, especially when you're getting close to a coin flip with these two teams. These two teams are not a coin flip, um, with all things considered. But, of course, we have to watch the news on that there. So, <laughs> yeah. a little bit of reacting to the news. Uh, not, don't usually get that too often here on the pod, but um, something to watch moving forward. Let's move over to Sunday. <clears throat> I, I shouldn't be concerned, and I don't know why I am. And this is probably going to be the team that um, – you know, maybe I'll consider teasing down, but like, why am I still a little bit worried about the bills as 10 and a half favorites against the Panthers at home? Like I do, like I give enough respect to that Panthers secondary that that's why it's given me some pause. And obviously if uh, Allen is less than hundred percent, cause he's got that sprained foot that he's dealing with now, which is, that's not great. 
So, but like, I, I, I look at this and I'm like, I want to take the bills because they really should smash the Panthers. who don't even really have a solidified quarterback at this, at this point, right. With Newton and Walker. Um, like it should be, they should beat the Panthers with ease, but I'm still sitting here and I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't know. You can, you can win by 10 at home with ease and protect yeah. your quarterback late and run the ball. Like it's just a big number. And I don't tease anything bigger than eight and a half. Sure. Um, it's got to be between six and eight and a half for me to tease a favorite down. Um, so this breaks some rules for me. So if you like the Bills and you think they're going to win, unfortunately, it would probably be a three-piece money yeah. line parlay for me, unless you're looking at a smaller favorite on something else. Um, <clears throat> you got anything else on Sunday? I've been talking before I give my last play. Everything for love- me, well, I guess I need the Dolphins Sunday, assuming the Browns get it done. Everything for me is Thursday, Saturday. I, I love Titans minus two against the Steelers. I, oh. I'm just, I, I, what, don't like it? Finish. I, I, I just have nothing in this Steelers team that I've seen that they, they'll be able to beat the Titans. We're starting to get a little bit more healthy. Julio Jones back last week didn't have a great game, but getting him back on the field is clutch because now they have to like legitimately have to worry about some receiver in that offense that they have to worry about. And the run game's been pretty good for the Titans. Even though they lost Derrick Henry, he's irreplaceable. The run game has been more than efficient. And this Steelers team has been gashed on the ground, especially as of late. Uh, you look at what some of these teams have done over the past couple of weeks. 191 yards by the Bengals. 232 by the Vikings uh, uh, last week. 229 by the Lions in week 10. Like, there are teams that are absolutely gashing them on the ground. Um, and, and, you know, the combination that they've been using has been more than efficient. So uh, getting this game close to a coin flip, I'll take the Titans all day, even on the road. All right. So my last bet for Sunday, Steelers plus two and a half Steelers money line. Um, (laughs) Here we are. We don't have many head to heads, so this is good. Um, I I like the Steelers at home. Uh, The Steelers, you know, the Titans are going to be in, but they're still dinged up and Julio Jones has done nothing. So you can't convince me. He matters. The Titans just need to get in and get Derrick Henry back healthy. Um, and the defense is pretty good. This is going to be an un, a low-scoring game, 41.5 total. But Steelers at home coming off the long week, embarrassing loss in Minnesota. They didn't show up for three quarters, and then they got it together and showed up. I think they're going to bring some of that late momentum into this game. Hey, real quick, it's Jarvis Landry is one of the guys who tested positive. Jarvis Landry and Wyatt Teller, who is yep. an O lineman. That's a big ding, Landry. That's a big ding. They don't have many receivers yeah. to begin with. That's a that's a ding. Uh, I mean, let's see where it goes. You don't bet it at this point. I've bet it. Wait yeah. and see. But I like. I just think there's there's more value there. I still think the Browns will will win that game. Um, all right, so going, I mean, going back to the Steelers, not much to add, but just Steelers at home, coming off a long week, coming off a loss. i got to have it week to make the playoffs. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson's now hurt, and they're kind of falling apart. Um, <laughs> I just think the, the, the way Tennessee is constructed right now, they're not that good. They are good. They're just not good now. And the Steelers are going to be more desperate, and they're at home, and there's not going to be many points. So give me the Steelers. All right, head-to-head on that. We'll have to make a friendly wager with Christmas coming around. Maybe you can buy me a nice bottle of uh, some one of my favorites. Because when I win this bet, you yeah. can buy me some. What are you talking about? You don't like. We don't have any sponsorships, do we? Uh, what do you think? I don't. Do, I don't. I mean, I don't. My my hard liquor days are behind me. I very rarely 
very rarely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not down on it every week or anything like that, but if I'm going to have a drink of choice. Like that's going to be one of them, you know, that's all. I never accused you. Down, I never accuse you of downing it every week, Steve. I'm vying, I'm vying for a, a sponsorship. So I'm shouting out one of the best drinks out there. In my opinion. Okay. I have some sponsorships in, in mind. We should start looking at sponsorships for the unreasonable odds podcast. Um, so maybe that'll come to fruition one day. I will start liking you if you want to be the uh, the sponsor. Yeah, unreasonable odds brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook and rolls right off the tongue. Well, all right. Well, now you're just giving away. Cut that out, Samir. Now we're giving away free promos. <laughs> um, <clears throat> unreasonable odds brought to you by me, the Santa Claus of sports betting, Julian Edlow, um, and my little angry elf, Steve Buchanan. <laughs> Um, that'll do it for us on Tuesday, leading recapping week 14, uh, Tuesday, December 14th, recapping week 14, leading up to week 15. We'll see what's going on with the Browns uh, when we join back with you on Thursday uh, with a very special guest to uh, to keep talking NFL. I love this week 15 board. Let's make some money this week.